Hey, everybody. Welcome to Shop Talk Show. Thanks for joining us. We have two quick sponsors this week. One is Environments for Humans that do lots of cool online conferences as well as in-person conferences and Harvest.com time tracking for people. Uh, we'll talk about both of those a little later in the episode. But for now, let's kick things off. to episode 31 of the Shop Talk Show podcast, a podcast about front-end web design and development, but this is a very exciting episode because it's episode one of season two. I'm Dave Rupert, with me is Chris Coyer. Hi, everybody. Uh, and we have a great guest, Matt Mullenweg is on. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Hey, it's a pleasure. Yay. Matt has one of the coolest domains on the internet. It's just his name, but it's ma.tt, right? <laughs> yep. What is TT? Where does that, uh, is it like ah, It's so funny. It, it's uh, Trinidad and Tobago, which is oh, also. They just like got together and like, let's just share one. <laughs> and uh, it was unregistered. Like I didn't have to buy it from anyone or anything. Um, just It's a real pain in the butt to register anything with Trinidad and Tobago. And so, <laughs> you know, literally I had to go to the bank. And wire money uh, over there. And my, really? Yeah, the bank people didn't want to let me do it. They're like, I, "Are you sure you're wiring like a thousand dollars to this bank in Venezuela?" I was like, "Oh, it's fine. I it's on the internet." <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we tried to get shopta.lk, and it just was a flop. We didn't. Uh, we didn't do. It. Get very far. Anyway, um, yeah. When I think of, I well, I just think it's so cool because I don't know. I like I watch some uh, some like competitive StarCraft gaming on YouTube fairly often, <laughs> and like and TT in that like when they're like it's I'm sure it transcends that, but like the capital TT means like two eyes and they're crying and like and like the the you know it's like the water streaming out of the T's, but two lowercase T's is like two little arms flicking off the screen. It's like if you're mad and you quit out of a StarCraft game, you go TT and you go out like, screw you. Anyway, oh, so that- <laughs> you learn something new every day. <laughs> two little T's. Uh, okay. So, what are, yeah, season two. D- Dave, do you want to? I mean, we, it, it, for those who've been watch, listening to Shop Talk Show for a while, we have a brand new website design. If you're only listening to the podcast, you should come see it because it's very nice. Dave, did it? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, well, it, we. Uh, you know, we've been preparing for season two, ready to launch it, and and just kind of refresh the uh, the brand a bit. Uh, Reagan Ray, our chief broadcaster slash button pusher here on the Shop Talk Show, helped us out with the logo and branding, and it's awesome. Uh, I love it. Uh, and then he also uh, helped us out with the website. I think Chris, you and I like tag teamed it pretty well, and then Reagan kind of put the polish on it, and then uh, Trent. Walton also helped kind of QA things and make sure everything was good. But yeah, uh, new website. We're excited to have it. So thanks everyone for all your kind comments on Twitter. That was, that was really nice of you. Yeah, and it's a good day. I felt good that day. Everybody was so excited about it. Segway. It it's Ask built like on WordPress. You, a- <laughs> oh, you know it. I, I like how you have the texts for the central time. It's very cool. 
I call it Texas Standard Time. That's my <laughs> point of view in life. But so uh, they're all standard in the United States. It's Eastern Eastern Standard Time, Mountain Standard Time, Central Standard Time, and whatever Pacific. What did I name all four of them? But then there's BST, which is Britain. I was like, is it, it's probably just British Standard Time, right? But it's not. It's called British Summer Time. Which is nice, well, isn't it? There's not just EST and CST. There's also Central Daylight Time, Eastern Daylight Time. Oh, uh, when that when it changes. Yes. Yeah, so technically, for part of the year, it's EDT, CDT. Uh, that's so confusing. I like you know, the, something new every day. The images <laughs> exactly. of states. <laughs> yeah, those little like graphics. So we have a lot of question and answer. Lots of people sent in your questions for Matt specifically and just stuff about WordPress. And we dug through our archives and found some of the most interesting ones uh, about WordPress. We're going to get to those in a second. We always do the, you know, first of all, Dave might have something for us. And second of all, we have some hot drama. So, Yeah, I I have a question to start things off with. And this is actually a question from my wife. But she was asking me, hey, Dave, what... HTML preprocessing language does Luke Skywalker use? Uh oh. Mark <laughs> Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? That's Is pretty that... good. Okay. Oh, my man. wife made that up. She wow. didn't realize you had to bring your own sound effects to this show. <laughs> oh, well, we are a, a sound effects podcast that also talks about web development to some degree. <laughs> So. Did we do introductions? We, uh, we not quite yet. I mean, we should should be. I mean, we got to introduce you mostly. I mean, people. I feel like so. You're just so. Aren't you above introductions? At the, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> so uh, tell us. Let's do a little bit about the. Who are you, Matt? The the CEO of uh, or is that right? What do you even say? But WordPress. You, See, there you, you go. Um, well, uh, my name is Matt Mullenweg, and I'm the co-founder of WordPress. Uh, a little over nine years ago. I co-founded it with Mike Little, who was living in England, and I'm the founder of Automatic, which is a company that builds all sorts of cool services around WordPress, from WordPress.com, Gizmet Anti-Spam, Jetpack, FaultPress, all the good stuff. Gravatar. Gravatar, yeah. Cool. So you call yourself a co-founder, right? Because it was you and um, this other fella? Is he, yeah. is he still active in the WordPress community? or? He is. He does mostly consulting these days. Uh, but it, it was definitely that because I was blogging about it and Mike left a comment on my blog and said, hey, if you're serious about this, let's work on it together. And that was really the, uh, and it's true in everything I've done in life. Uh, you know, all the best things I've worked on have always been with other folks and with the team. Yeah, totally. That's great. Me too. <laughs> Nine <laughs> years, so, huh? That's the... And I'm feeling old <laughs> on the Big Ten. Yeah, it's like ninety nice. internet years. You should have a big, awesome birthday party for it. I'm sure you will. What am I saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> parties, yeah. By the way, Chris, thank you so much for speaking at WordCamp San Francisco a few weeks ago. It was yeah. a very well received talk. I loved it. That was great. And thank and we we even we got me and Matt got a chance to talk a little bit before it about and Matt gave me some great notes on making my talk better. So if there was a if you liked it, that was mostly Matt anyway. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's do some Q and A. This is, there are some good ones in here too. I think you're gonna like it. This is this is what you do a lot though. You do a good bit of traveling and going to WordCamps and stuff. You spend a lot of time talking about WordPress, I suppose. Huh? 
Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I love it. <laughs> People oh, sometimes cool. come up and they're like, oh, I'm sure you don't want to talk about WordPress. But actually, I do. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I actually that crossed my mind a little bit. I'm like, should we, should we barrage him with WordPress questions? Or would, does Matt want to talk about something else? We're like, eh. It sounds like he likes, but that's good to know that. Bring it on. Okay. Uh, we, you know, we're trying to switch over to a lot of audio questions. We have to to start out here. We have a few that were just written into us, so I'll just read them aloud. We have one here from Greg Price. Greg Price says, uh, "My sister-in-law has been blogging with Blogger for a few years now, and is hoping to switch to WordPress in the near future." She told me uh, from some of her blogging friends that monthly page views will increase significantly switching to WordPress. Is there are there advantages to WordPress that um, as a platform that would influence analytics or, or organic? search in this way he's just kind of saying like is, is it kind of free you know do you <laughs> would you switching to wordpress do you get is it is it better seo wise or anything like that what do you think yeah i think people who use wordpress are better looking they can jump higher run faster <laughs> I, I will personally reload your site many times to drive up the pages <laughs> probably it's kind of funny actually because um even though bloggers owned by google WordPress is perceived in the community to have uh, better SEO. And I've heard, I I don't think there's any hard data around this, but I've certainly heard a story like that um, dozens if not hundreds of times where people say they switched over and their traffic just started going up. I think some of that, if you're going to attribute to anything, perhaps, you know, many of the WordPress themes and all of our default ones use very clean, modern, semantic HTML. Uh, We encourage people to... You know, blog and update more, have clean navigation, just sort of all the things that make a good web page. And um, and also when you come to a WordPress site, you know what to do, right? You never get confused. Yeah. Some combination of those things probably makes it a bit more user-friendly um, than, say, the average blogger template or something like that. And that's what I would personally attribute that to. Although, I don't want to reveal our secret deal with Google on this show. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sure whatever secret deal you have with Google isn't as good as their own blogging. <laughs> their own blogging. <laughs> uh, I, well, on that note, I, I'm, I mean, I use the internet every day, and it's still difficult for me to leave a comment on a blogger blog. <laughs> That's not to say I'm hating on it, but I, every time I try to leave a cl- comment on a blogger, it's like, do you want to log in with your... 20-year-old blogger account. Yeah, it's and weird, like, and it does that pop-up window thing. To yeah. That's where you comment. Oh, it's the worst. Blogger, I mean, Blogger still has an amazing amount of creativity and people using it. Um, but it's also really easy to switch to WordPress. We have one-click importers. Man, if, if Google ever gave up Blogger, I would totally take it over. Like That would be so cool. Because <laughs> there is still a lot of cool stuff happening there, and it's millions and yeah, millions right. of publishers. I think, honestly, they deserve a better platform. Heck, yeah. That's your driving force, isn't it? A kind of, well, I mean, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but like, but like, you know, democratizing publishing, whatever. That's the important stuff, right? It's giving people the, the tools they need to, to write and be heard. And That's the idea. And it's with the assumption that with more people publishing, with more people having their own home on the web, uh, the world becomes just a little bit of a better place. Heck yeah, it does. We got to get more people internet access to faster. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's harder indeed. Uh, you got well, I'm doing a new one, Dave? Oh, yeah, I can. I'll, uh, let me jump to the next question. This one's from John Stevie, a uh, frequent questioner on the show. Um, he's asking, I'm wondering if you have any recommendations for having a members-only section in WordPress 
that would be secure enough to store social security numbers and stuff like that. Uh, Matt, I, I guess we'll start with Matt. You would probably know first off with, with all the information you guys get, but... <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you're storing something like social security numbers or credit card numbers, uh, you definitely want to give that a lot of thought. And, um, <laughs> you know, that should be something probably on its own server. I think there's PCI compliance stuff there. You want to encrypt it and have the key stored on a different server. I mean, there's, it's, uh, it's not a hard problem in that you don't have to reinvent the wheel there. There's lots of, uh, if you Google around, there's lots of people telling you how to do that securely. But I also just wouldn't put it behind, you know, a members-only WordPress plugin. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't just like add a field. Well, when you sign up, just add an extra text area for social security number, and you know <laughs> that's that's a little scary, right? But we definitely. I mean, in my own life, I use lots of WordPress installs for sensitive things that they're not. I don't think I have the legal requirement of social security numbers, but I'd be embarrassed if I got out. Um, you know, all my you know my water bill and stuff like that. I manage all that through a WordPress install. Do you um, really? How does like like just to track it for accounting reasons and stuff? Yeah, I just have a domestic blog. Like all the bills I pay, uh, stuff I need to do around the house. Oh, that's awesome. Like there's some cool theme. Bills. Really? I use, I use the P two theme actually. Oh really? I like um, P two. But the things you can do to secure that are probably generally useful for anyone using WordPress. So I actually do use a plugin called Members Only to make it only registered people can be on the blog. I turn off registration. Um, I put a robots.txt so it's not indexed anywhere. Uh, you can use Google Authenticator. So you have two-factor authentication. So when people log in, they need to know the password and uh, you know some special code, kind of like many people use with their bank. Um, have secure passwords, of course. And hey, um, That's a vault. And finally, you can, if you want, you can put HTTP uh, HD access on it as well. So you have sort of a third layer of protection. But you know, I'm not. You don't have to be entirely that paranoid, but some combination of those things uh, will keep it away from the general web. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you upgrade heard, your WordPress. Have you heard a lot of people like using WordPress for like PCI compliance stuff, or does that happen often? Do you think? Oh, so PCI compliance has less to do with WordPress the software and more with how the access and the server is configured. So right, a lot of right. that compliance is going to happen at a different level. I mean, you could put anything behind the proper access controls and configure it in the proper way, and it would be PCI compliant. Yep. True, true. Cool, cool. Mm. Well, John, Claudia, I, yeah, I, well, I was going to ask you, Chris, are, you, you're working on a members section for your Kickstarter thing. Is, are, yeah, but you know what? I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a WordPress plugin too. I'm gonna use um, you know that guy Pippin's plugins. He has a, a a a plugin for membership too, and it looks good for me. And I'm gonna and it's integrated with with PayPal. So like I'm not storing credit card numbers. I'm not storing anything sensitive. You know, it just it temporarily goes through my site, but it, I don't store anything. So I'm pretty sure I don't need PCI compliance. Right? It's kind of the people that. Want us want to want to keep that credit card number in their own database for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason in case they want to want to move it or something like this was this was a, like kind of a big deal back in in in, in early Wufu days like uh, I think we used authorized.net like way early and like they don't if 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 all of a sudden that were to go under your access were to be cut off it's just too bad 
It's like you, you're screwed. <laughs> you can't rebuild ever. So, but like then there's new guys like Stripe. Stripe is, I think they're in San Francisco, right? And they, they say, if you want to move away from us at some point, we'll give you all that stuff. We'll store it for you for now so you don't have to worry about PC Occupies. But if you move, we'll, we'll give you that stuff. And that's, that's rad. Stripe is cool. I forgot one easy but important thing you should do, which is have an SSL certificate for your website. Uh, yes. Um, a lot of web hosts make that easier. Uh, even GoDaddy and, Blue- and DreamHost now make it pretty easy to add one. Yeah, some kind of like click and charges you a few bucks and just puts one on there for you. Well, they charge you a lot. It'll be like 100 bucks, but same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Claudia um, Dyer, D-W-E-R, uh, asks, can you recommend a blank theme for WordPress? So this is, uh, you know, we're talking about WordPress.org now. I kind of build your own theme stuff. Uh, at some point, I followed a link from Chris's blank theme to this one. Uh, Tim Murtaugh has a file. I think it's Tim. Mr. Murtaugh has a file called the HTML5 Reset WordPress theme, where he made an HTML5 reset and then made it into a WordPress theme. So I'm just giving a little background to this. I used to have a blank theme that I maintained back when I was building a lot of WordPress sites, and then it kind of went out of date. And in my old blog post, I'm like, uh, this guy's keeping his up to date, so use this. And and now that's starting to look a little out of date. So I think Claude, Claudette here is just asking, like, what's a, what's a good theme to, you know, it's, you could take 2010 or 2011 or 2012 or whatever and, and, uh, and, and use that as a base. But it's kind of, there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of design in there. Sometimes it's easier to start from something that's a little more stripped down. And Claudette is asking, what's a good theme for that that we can recommend to her? Yeah, um, and actually we've just been promoting something uh, we call the underscores theme. Uh, yes. So if you go to underscores.me, underscores me, or if you Google, uh, if you go to themeshaper.com, which is sort of the official automatic theme team, uh, they call it the thousand hour head start. It's basically I like the- you know, a theme designed not to have children themes, but to actually be sort of copied and pasted and used as your own starter theme. And it just does all the good stuff, all the stuff you want, not the stuff you don't. Same great taste, not as filling. <laughs> right, literally the un- underscore s is the logo on the on the page. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually used it, but these are you know there's some. So Ian Stewart has been on the show, and he's it looks like he's I don't know if he headed headed it up exactly. Well, <laughs> on the website when you go, you can roll over all the people's faces that contributed to the theme. It looks like Ian has the most contribution. So we all know he's a smart cookie. <laughs> yeah, and actually. That's pulled live from GitHub. So anyone who wants to get involved with this theme, your face will start showing up there um, as soon as you do. Yeah. Oh, I want to contribute just so I can get my Uh, face up. Yeah, I'm just going to start making stuff up. That's the idea. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually used underscores, and uh, it's top-notch. So Claudette, I would would highly recommend it because it's – like you said, Matt, it, it just makes everything – it's everything you probably need and you're going to need to get to at some point. All right there in just a nice little nice. bundle. Is that where you got the template for our theme options on shopdocshow.com? Well, no, have? I don't even. I think I got those from Ian Stewart's blog. So uh, okay. just a little cut and copy and paste work. But uh, yeah. 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 Um, no, cool. I, so that's I, the one to use. This is from Automatic People. I'm so glad that you guys did this because it's kind of like it, there was some blank themes kind of rolling around in there. I dabbled in it, but I kind of uh, fell out of uh, updating it anymore, and I was like kind of recommending people not use it. It's nice that there's <laughs> one that's actually from people that that will probably keep it up to date. Well, and also are, if you look about half of the people on the contributor list, they're not from Automatic. So 
I'm wow. very excited that the community, broader community, started to get involved with this as well. Yeah, totally. One of our sponsors this week is Harvest, getharvest.com. They do time tracking. It's a, it's a nice web app. Um, one of the most innovative teams. In <laughs> Their customers include Happy Cog, Kiva, Volkswagen, tons of big people, right? So if you do client work, I'm sure there's a lot of people that do freelance WordPress work, kind of tracking your time and making sure you know, you know how much time you spent so that you can, you can bill for it. You can use Harvest for that. They have Mac apps. They have phone apps. Lots of great features. It's really, and then you invoice for the time that you spend. It's just a nice-looking interface, too. Highly recommend using Git Harvest. They, have a, um, they gave us a code... You can use uh, just enter the code shop talk and you get fifty percent off your first month or or ten percent off if you buy the whole year, which ends up being kind of a bigger savings if you go for the whole year. But uh, we're a big fan. Thanks for sponsoring Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> no. Isn't your normal works. sponsor uh, like? Don't you normally have Squarespace? Yeah, they they they're going every other. So. Oh, okay. I was like, that would be kind of funny if I'm on the show and it's Squarespace sponsoring. I would have done it. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been fine with it too. Just (laughs) there was a yeah. There's a lot of interesting like Squarespace. Where should I use Squarespace? Should I use WordPress? Uh, Just sort of you know uh, decisions you have to make as a web developer. But it's I, I assume Matt, you would probably always err on the side of WordPress. <laughs> well, I'm biased. Yeah, you're <laughs> but completely I think biased. It's a very cool company. They actually have uh, the guy who designed. Do you remember the Kubrick theme? Yeah, the one with the blue header. WordPress used to use um, Michael Heilman. Uh, he's at Squarespace now, so they have some pretty legit folks there. And also, it seems like every podcast I listen to, they're supporting. So I That's applaud huge. them for that. Oh, they are everywhere. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I like the idea of. of I don't know. But let's save our Squarespace time for one day after sponsor. We should get on that. Um, we just don't really have any marketing people. I, I wouldn't even know how to start doing that. Oh, well, I, I know of one podcast that would love to have you. Yeah, uh, we're cutting deals, too. It's like just one We just get a lot of questions episode. about WordPress, so I like to get WordPress people on. We have Alex King on, I think, in a couple weeks. Um, I usually don't like to preview guests because sometimes you know it doesn't work out. But I'm pretty sure he's in. So anyway, I like because we just we cater to the audience, and the audience wants WordPress. <sighs> Let's do another question. We got a, an audio question here by Dennis. Dennis Gable, here we go. Currently, the WordPress Codex links developers to a theme unit test from January 17, 2011. This particular theme unit unfortunately contains a few errors. My questions are, one, where can developers go for an updated theme unit test for 2012? Two, where can developers contribute to the theme unit? And lastly, three, is there a GitHub repo floating around for the theme unit I'm not aware of? Thanks, Matt. Okay, so just... uh, I don't even know what the theme unit test is, so maybe we should start with that. Yeah, so Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, but the theme unit test is, if if you're going to submit a theme to WordPress, the, the... extend site um you have to test it with this theme and and it has like kind of these ideal or not so ideal posts that uh your your uh theme has to be tolerant against and i i really like it i think it's really cool i'm not aware of the problems exactly that dennis has but um matt maybe you know a bit more about it well i think he might be referring to something separate which is the wordpress unit test framework um so there's been a big 
you guys know about unit tests, the idea that you have sort of code that's automatically tested and you can run all the tests every time you make an update to sort of mm-hmm. catching regressions. Um, that's kind of a really nascent effort in WordPress. And if you want to get involved with it, the place to go is make.wordpress.org, uh, which is kind of a new portal we have for contributing to all different ways to get involved with WordPress. And if you go to slash themes there, there is the theme review team and all the folks working on that. Um, that would be where to go to get involved. Uh, I think that's separate from what you were talking about, which is the, the theme test tool, mm-hmm. for lack of a better name. It probably has a real <laughs> name, but basically when you upload the theme, we run all these uh, things on it. Uh, that is also open source, and I'm not sure exactly where the code for that is, but I can follow up on that. Um, do you guys post show notes or anything like that? Totally, yep. We sure do, yeah. Just Okay. Well, you know, um, or whatever, and I'll, I'll put the link in there for that. I'll take oh, a note De- there, and we'll uh, we'll answer that after the show. Dennis Ooh. is in the chat, and he says it's missing some like media objects and contains dead links and stuff like that. But and maybe that's you know maybe there's a bug repo he can file against there. <laughs> no, I, I gotta think there is. We'll one, take right? care of that just for you. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Yay. There you go. You asked, and you got. <laughs> You got action, man. <laughs> we have one from a young guy here that I think is kind of. I like. I like. I like questions here from the. I, we get. We get a good amount of this. I get a good amount of on CS's tricks too. I think the average web developer these days is getting younger. Uh, we have, it's from Alice Rodriguez who says, Hey guys, I'm Alice Rodriguez, a 14 year old web developer from the UK. I've been in the web world for two years now. And I'm, so when he was 12, he started. And I started thinking about what path to take. I originally went with backend stuff and I started learning .NET and then I found WordPress and I began learning PHP. Then I moved more into some front end stuff and started learning JavaScript. And now he f- says he feels really lost with all the technologies out there. Uh, do you suggest something that I should focus solely on? And he says, I mean, Ruby looks good, right? <laughs> so Alex has been bouncing <laughs> around a lot with, with what he looks like. Do we have a, somewhere that we could point him? What do you think, Matt? Well, I think the most beautiful thing about learning the program is there's a set of fundamental concepts, um, sort of a grammar, if you will, that's actually applicable across any number of languages that you decide to tackle. If I were going to recommend someone spend time studying one these days, I'd probably recommend JavaScript, uh, both because of its practical usage um, in modern web frameworks, its high demand uh, from people we need more and more Certainly at Automatic, we're hiring as many JavaScript people as we can get. And then B, it's actually, JavaScript is actually a beautiful language that supports some very, it's, it's a good language from many points of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, I would say what you should adopt is just pragmatic for whatever you're doing. I mean, if you were doing a massively parallel, you know, real-time server, I'd recommend Node or Erlang. Um, if you're doing a web application like WordPress that you want to be distributed across, you know, millions of web hosts, uh, running on all the random $3 a month people in the world, I would recommend PHP for that um, because it's just got the distribution. Yep, yep. That's I cool. would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention the our normal theme for questions like this, which is kind of this just build websites because it's kind of what it's like to learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of that, like, learn what you need to build the thing that you, you want to build. And you might be young enough to the point, Alex, where um, just, you know, l- learning some fundamentals and, and messing around with little stuff is, is, is more your jam right now. But if you get an idea to build something, you have this strong idea, uh, just, you know, kind of 
look around and learn what you need in in, in which to build that build that website. Uh, Matt, I was going to ask, uh, do you still code like in your position? Uh, I know you started building WordPress when you were like young, a young gun as well, uh, and obviously you chose PHP for that. But are, are you still touching code? Do you still find yourself, you know, getting into it now that you have like this company of a hundred some people? I do. I wouldn't say that I get paid for it. <laughs> it's not like my biggest, it's not my most productive contribution. Um, but I actually find coding very relaxing and very, well, there's something about it. I mean, this is an awesome show because you're essentially, it's a, you guys as the show host and the audience, I mean, we're web craftsmen. Like, you're passionate about building the web. And, um, and that's kind of beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Oh, do you remember you hear about artists, like people who learn to draw, and they start to see the world in a different way? Mm-hmm. Or musicians start to hear different things in you know, all the music they hear. Or when you get to a certain point, you could even hear tones or pitches of like engines uh, when you're flying. It's the same thing with the web. You know, as soon as I first learned to make websites, just the idea that you can right-click on any web page and like turn over the web page and there's, there's this magical world of markup behind it um, blew my mind. It was like <laughs> it was like the Matrix, right? Like, wow, everything I look at in my browser, I can flip it over and see what's under the hood. And that's incredibly powerful. And it just, you start to look at the web in a different way. Um, Chris, I saw you tweeted the other day, someone did like a fully responsive CSS-only MacBook Air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Totally. Cool. <laughs> With one element, yeah, that was a big deal. It was a big deal for us on CodePen because it was that's an, a little web app I work on. About it's kind of like JS, well, whatever. I'm not going to give you the whole rundown of it, but it's a, it's a, it hit a hundred thousand views. That really hit a nerve with some people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the idea that that you can sort of flip over the web and see what's under the hood and learn from it. And that's actually one of my favorite things about WordPress as well is that the community. Is so it's so entrenched in the community to share your code and to share your work um, that pretty much any website you can email them, be like, "What plugins are you using?" You can look at the theme, you can you know do a lot of stuff and learn from it. And that I don't know, there's there's not that many opportunities. Yeah, really I can learn. relate in a really in this in, in a in a big way. Literally, the first websites I ever worked on were WordPress. Like, it literally, it's the software that got me into to, to the web at all. And it was kind of like it was just it was just so easy that you could just download some, you know buy buy a domain name, buy some hosting, throw up these these files on it, and have this website that like you can blog on and stuff. And then you know you could pick a theme and just install it. And I was like, oh, this is so powerful. And like, what if I want to change it a little bit? And I opened up a CSS file for the first time and was like. Like, oh, I see. It just says color red. I can just change it to color dark red and, <laughs> and change that color. And it was it literally, it's an eye-opening experience. You're like, man, I now control everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you become not just a consumer of the web, but a producer of the web. And that's really important. And to bring it back to the original question, I mean, I learned to code while building WordPress. <laughs> like, it was very much uh, on-the-job thing. Because there, wow. there weren't really any classes or anything at least available to me that would teach you all the things that became important for creating this web software that's used by a good chunk of the internet and so i learned from doing it like you said earlier and from you know working with people 
who were really brilliant and sort of watching them, watching their code, watching their changes. So getting back to that really, really relaxes me because it's, I don't know, you're building something with your hands. You know, you're sitting down, you're using your hands, and at the end of it, there's something you can show people and say, I made that. And that just feels good. So cool. Hopefully that answers your question, Alex. I, yeah, I'm, it's really cool. It's what you're saying. You can just view source. I mean, if I want to know how to write an app that serves millions of page views, I can l- just download WordPress and <laughs> study the code. You know, so I think in what you're saying, all those principles across all the languages ever will probably be the same. It's just looks a little different totally there's variables there's mathematics there's loops there's logic you know if thens all that type of stuff is present in every language Uh, well cool alex good good question let's do one more oh i I mean we're going to do several more but i want to i have another sponsor to touch on but we let's do one more first cool this one's from brian naha hello dave and chris love the podcast great work my question today is for Matt. Matt, once iOS 6 is released and we have the ability to upload files through mobile Safari, do we really have a need for a WordPress app? Wouldn't it be easier just to have a mobile version or responsive back end of WordPress? Okay, so he's asking <laughs> kind of a question I have as well. What's up with the admin section? <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, you know, especially given the like whole mobile setup and, and now that you can actually upload from phones and stuff now. I think the answer, even post iOS 6, is we need both. Uh, we need to continue to make the admin. There's been some big strides there recently, but we need to do a lot more to make the admin fully responsive. So whether you're using it on a phone, a tablet, a little screen, a big screen, um, it just works. And the beauty of that is because it is the web, you know, all your plugins hook in, everything like that. But there are certain capabilities afforded in the native apps that are just tough to match. Uh, you can often make them more performant. You can cache things so they work offline. You get direct access to the camera, the contacts, to you know the voice if you want to record something to video. Um, you have the ability to do push notifications, which I think is really really interesting for WordPress going forward. So mm-hmm. there's just a number of capabilities afforded by working with the platform directly, and WordPress has always tried to be at the bleeding edge of that. Um, you know, from a very early on. Uh, being an early proponent and adopter of web standards, we we were saying, okay, what's sort of the bleeding edge of what we can do on this particular platform? You know, at the time, it was Firefox was really pushing the the envelope of web development. And like, okay, well, let's do the coolest thing we can possibly do on there and then figure the rest out. And that's our approach to any of these platforms. I mean, we have a Windows 8 app. <laughs> There's, we're on every single thing. And that's nice. just, you know, when you take it down, our job isn't to be a PHP and MySQL-based blogging system or only a CMS or something like that. I mean, like you said earlier, we have a mission, which is to democratize publishing, which means you need to be where the people are, even if that's a BlackBerry. Right. So different capabilities. It's not just uploading. There's lots of different different stuff there. I suppose it's just it's just up to you guys to to I don't know to draw the line and figure out like what is the, what is the native app for? What's it going to do? And what's the admin going to do? You know, like it may not be on your roadmap at all to to have turning on and off plugins even be possible through the through the mobile the native app. You know? 
And if you notice, there's something in the latest version of the mobile apps on uh, iPhone and, and iPad that actually has a link to your dashboard. So you'll see that uh, we're starting to bring them more and more closely together. Uh, cool. Uh, I, I had a strong thought there for a minute, and then it just disappeared on me. It was good. It was, God, you guys, it was so good. Uh. <laughs> no, oh, I remember what it is. I remember what it is. Because <laughs> Matt was saying how they're an early, <laughs> they're an early adopter of web standards, which is really true. And I don't think almost don't get enough credit for that, really. Because you know, I'm not like a, I'm not a, a totally old school, but I'm not a newbie in the in the in the web dev world either. And I feel like a lot of people my age and are, they're like, oh, I remember back in the day designing with tables. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember that really, because by the time I picked up Word, the, you know, I was dealing with WordPress. By the time I was dealing with WordPress themes, they were all CSS based. You're such so, a youngster. I guess you're younger than me. Come on, come on. You're not even thirty did, yet, are you? I did my single pixel gift days. <laughs> you Paid did. my dues. Yeah. You're both younger and older than me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So, uh, Environments for Humans, they're not an every other sponsor on, on, on Shop Talk Show. They're an every show sponsor. Thanks, guys. You're the best. They do lots and lots of conferences. A lot of them are online. In fact, they have a WordPress one, although I shouldn't even be talking about because it was like a couple months ago and they only do that one once a year called the WP Summit. But, um, they do, um, I guess the ones we should talk about are these ones coming up in December in Hawaii. Both me and Dave have never been to Hawaii. At least I haven't. I believe you said that, right? It's in Hawaii. I'm totally excited about it. It's called In Control Conference. So InControlConference.com. And it runs back to back with the CSS Dev Conf, both in Honolulu. Uh, use the, use the coupon code Shop Talk to get a hundred bucks off of, uh, of, of going to that conference, but it's just, it's going to be fun. It's, you know, it's a, it's a designy, webby, buildy. It's one of these, it's one of my favorite conferences and it's great that it's going to be in, in Hawaii. So we get to get away in December and stuff. Me and Dave are going to wear coconut bras. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's all I got. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. Uh, did you mention the coupon? Use the code Shop Talk for a hundred dollars yeah. off in control. Yeah. So, Where were you? Geez. Did you go to the bathroom there for a minute? Uh, I started thinking about a, a sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do, we got some more good WordPress questions here. Let's get a few through a few more, shall we? All right, here we go. This is from Brent Shepherd. Hi Matt, Brent Shepherd here from Australia. You mentioned in your latest state of the word that WordPress is becoming an app engine. Could you share some ideas for apps you hope to see built on WordPress? Ooh, I I like this question. It's it's so Matt, you've said in the past that Google is becoming an app engine, and with its custom post types and all that, it's definitely able to do that. What what kind of things do you want to see WordPress doing? Hmm. So personally, some of the applications I've been most interested in are any kind of web app. Well. I should rewind. Um, there's a lot of things that people currently build custom software for with data that would be easily represented in WordPress's native data structures. So like if you're a real estate agent like, and you have houses and listings and apartments for rent for sale, like that's data that's very easy to represent inside of WordPress. Um, if you're managing, like I love vinyl. Um, if you're managing your vinyl collection, you, know, you have records with artists and years and 
categories and guest artists and all those. I mean, very easy to represent inside of WordPress data structures. So anything that looks like that, I think it would be cool to build through and on top of WordPress. And we're seeing more and more plugins and apps starting to do that. That's level one. Level two is if you understand and you know and you're comfortable developing for WordPress, you probably will find it's sort of frameworks for user authentication, for parsing and dealing with text, uh, for security around nonces and you know sanitizing HTML to be very useful to use when you're building another application. So what you can do is use WordPress but not even use those data structures at all, but just kind of use its application framework, what we use to build WordPress, and just sort of borrow those functions um, for your own thing. And you can build something that doesn't even use the WordPress post table, for example, which is kind of our kind of the the central hub of everything within WordPress. And then third level, there is no third level. <laughs> well, user auth is a big one, right? You get a login thing. There's all this stuff that will, you know, forgot email, passwords. You can set permissions on users. So any app that needs a, a kind of freebie, you know, login system, you get with WordPress too. I think third level is you uh, you achieve Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the band. <laughs> uh, you don't have a sound effect for that? Um, that was, let me see what I got. That was a DIY. I don't. I just have this one. Dang. That's all I got. We got a, we'll do a musical recommendation interlude. Um, do one it. of my favorite pianists in the world is this jazz musician called Robert Glasper. And he has a band called the Robert Glasper Experiment. And they do an amazing cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh. Googling I it. Find that. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's gonna be in the show notes. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, bro. Oh, dude, they look. That guy looks awesome on the, the left on robertclasper dot com. Was the coolest haircut I've ever seen. Uh, that's uh, that's Casey Benjamin. Okay, Casey Benjamin. I'm a fan of you. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna pick one out here for here's a good one. Corey Denning says, "I'm a freelance developer designer about to take on my first client. WordPress will be our CMS. Um, what should I be aware of in terms of providing security for my client's site? How can I help protect them against hacks? What? How do most web shops handle this issue? My fear is that client site could be hacked in the future, lose their business, they'll go bankrupt, they'll sue me into oblivion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wow, Corey, you're really worried about this." <laughs> Uh, my specialty is the front end, so security is not my forte. I find that's pretty common. That, that's me too. You know, I'm like I can make WordPress do lots of fancy stuff, but I'm not so good on the server stuff. But what should I be concerned about? What should we tell Corey? Sure. Um, the cool thing is by using WordPress, you get a lot of security stuff for free. Now, there's just two things that you need to do. One, uh, set everyone up with strong passwords. Um, don't, you know, don't use like "Hi Mom" as your password. <laughs> um, two. Oh, great! Now everyone knows my password. <laughs> Hacking right now. <laughs> uh, two, I would say, is to keep WordPress up to date. Uh, we, as an open source project, we're very transparent with our security updates, meaning that uh, we get updates out there as soon as possible, as soon as we know there's a problem. 
there is no such thing as 100% secure software. If you could spend more money and have more secure software, then Windows would be the best, most secure operating system in the world. Um, everyone has problems. It's how they respond to it. And so you should assume that at some point there will be an update to WordPress, which is relevant for the security of your client, and you sh- it's your responsibility to, for them to be updated. Now, a lot of the web hosts now will do automatic updating. So DreamHost, Bluehost. And really? really? That's well. great. Even at the risk of like, what if it breaks their site or something? That just been, doesn't happen very often anymore. Oh, I've been pushing them really hard on this. Uh, so if you do a one-click install on one of those hosts, and there's probably more coming down, um, they'll also update the site for you, which is really nice. If it's, if it's a high-end site, like if it's someone who's a high-end client, they don't mind spending a little bit extra money, uh, Automatic has a product called VaultPress. V-A-U-L-T press. Heck yeah, I use it on all my stuff. Oh, cool. And basically what that is, it's a real-time backup engine. So even if something goes wrong, there's an up to the you know, second backup of everything going on. Mm-hmm. And, and B, it, it security scans everything. So if you do get hacked, they'll let you know, they'll notify you. Um, it pushes live updates to your blog, actually. So let's say you don't upgrade. It'll sort of push a hot fix to your site. So even if you're on vacation in Hawaii at an awesome CSS conference, uh, all your mm-hmm. sites are secure. And then if something does happen, of course, their support team will uh, help you fix it. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's the number one reason I use it is the security thing. So it like scans and sees if, if a file has like you know some crazy base sixty four stuff in it or whatever. You get a big old red icon on your on your WordPress bar at the top. It's like something's wrong, dude. You should check it out. <laughs> I do. I really need to throw this out there. I need to get an email when that happens. I don't know what the the deal is, but there's no. You don't get an email notification. I know not everybody likes that, but I'm an email kind of guy. And, it would be nice if Vault Press would tell me that. Just throwing that out there. You should. Um, is that? Have you had any problems recently and you didn't get a notification? Not super duper recently. So maybe it's like in there now, but I'm pretty sure it didn't used to be. At least the last time I had a secure, a little mini, mini security issue, which was completely solved by Vault Press, by the way. I learned of it through Vault Press and I fixed it through Vault Press. Well, uh, but I didn't I'll, get an email. I'll hack your site and we'll see if it picks it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I didn't mean to unnecessarily worry people. If you're saying it delivers emails, then maybe it's just something uh, with my install or it's spammed or something. Okay. What was I going to do? Anything else about that client? Oh, I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, maybe if it's your first client, uh, get one that doesn't have enough money to sue you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just there's options. There's options, or or pick pick the one who doesn't look like he's going to sue you. I don't know. I've never heard of that happening. Yeah, that's true. All clients sue all the time. So resources. I'm going to throw out another a WordPress link here. Build.codepoet.com is just like a list of 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 like vetted resources that make you know. Are, are, you know, are just, <laughs> I don't know, good WordPress resources to check out. And one of them in there recently, as I subscribe to it now, was uh, uh, a post about locking down WordPress. There's a book. So if you want to, if you, uh, apparently it's a good book because it's on CodePoet. Um, I'm just rep- r- r- giving Corey that advice. You know, maybe you want to check out that book. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Cool. Let's do another one. Okay, this next question is from Bram Dehan, and I 
think his name is ultra powerful, uh, but uh, he has a question <laughs> for Matt. And he said, I read your culture of distraction article. How does he stay focused himself? So how, how do you stay focused, Matt? And maybe you can tell us a little bit about the culture of distraction article. Wow, there's a lot there. So there's basically the idea is that all this technology that we're creating, some of which, which WordPress is creating, um, is fundamentally interruptive. And if you look at sites like Twitter or Facebook, their business models are predicated on, you know, saying, hey, there's something cool over going on over here and getting you to spend more and more time on their sites, at which time, you know, you also be exposed to advertising and marketing and brands and everything like that. And so, and the te- and the there's an acceleration of addictiveness. So we're getting better at knowing, you know, they even do like, fRMI scans, like knowing which parts of your brain light up when certain things happen. And so crafting messages, crafting technologies, crafting interfaces uh, to basically become more fun on the good side, but more essentially addictive on the the flip side. It's a double-edged sword. So that makes it harder and harder to get anything done. (laughs) So my my personal habits there, some of which are well cultivated and which I'm trying to cultivate um, is one to have a few routines. So one thing I found, well, first you have to be self-aware. So just keep an eye on yourself. And at the end of the day, if you, you know, take an honest look back and say, did I get everything that was most important to get accomplished that day accomplished? And if so, what did you do that worked well? If not, what did you do that didn't work so well? Uh, some things I found for my own life is, uh, if I look at Twitter before I get out of bed in the morning, like, you know, when you wake up, you grab the phone, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that just sets me on like a day of unproductivity. Does <laughs> it really? Later. Yeah, it's something just about putting the brain in more of that short attention span versus long attention span. Um, I don't know a technical term for that, but I find that it's just more difficult for me to focus the rest of the day if that's the first thing I do. Uh, so what I try to do first thing in the morning is read something longer, something longer than a thousand or two words, be it a chapter or two in a book, um, a long article on Instapaper, although, you know, I kind of avoid Instapaper because it's very tempting when I have that iPad to click yeah. over to TweetBot or something like that. Um, yeah, long things. Uh, That's two, great. So I try to eat as soon as I get up in the morning and get some protein uh, right away, sort of sets your brain off. And I started doing just a, a very small amount of exercise in the morning. And not, not like I'm not a crazy fitness person or anything like that. It just, uh, I had this thought, or someone told me, they were like, uh, you know, before, before in the morning, before you take a shower, just do like two push-ups. Like everyone has time to do two push-ups, no matter how late you are for the meeting or whatever it is. And, um, and for me, that's just kind of grown. You know, it started being five and then it started being ten. And it only takes like 30 seconds or a minute. So you can literally, there's no, you can never make an excuse not to do it. But uh, it's nice. Sort of builds up a, it's a habit that starts for the day. And I think that habits are incredibly, positive and negative habits are incredibly important to be self-aware of and to optimize around. Um, but I struggle just like anyone else. You know, I have lots of emails in my inbox I need to reply to. Uh, I find that if I have multiple monitors going, I'm more likely to be distracted, so I prefer using one. 
I got an app for my Mac called Quiet, which sort of blacks out the screen except for one thing that you focus on. Mm. It's just you need to find it's different for every person. I find something that works well for me when I really need to focus in, especially for writing or coding, is listening to the same song on repeat. Really? Will you be my guru? (laughs) You have all the good tricks. How much do you charge for guru? Source. It's all, but yeah, just me for for whatever reason. I love music. Like I'm really passionate about music. If I'm listening to random mixes or something that I haven't heard before, my brain kind of goes to it. But if it's something I know really well, like I can hum along, I can sing along with it, just over and over and over again. For some reason, that puts part of my brain in like a mode and allows the rest to focus on whatever the task is at hand. Yeah, that's great. Try it out. Uh, Matt has a tag of culture of destruction on ma.tt, so apparently that's where you like. This is a, an ongoing uh, thought for you, I guess. You could follow that tag. I'm gonna. Uh, okay, is that? Shall we? Let's, let's wrap it up. How about that? Hey? Yeah, no, we can wrap it up for sure. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, we here at Shop Talk love WordPress. We we actually use it, so. Uh, Thanks so much for everything you've done, getting all our careers going. Uh, but how can people follow you, uh, tweet at you, read your blog, and all that? Sure. So like we said earlier, my blog is ma.tt. My Twitter is at Photomat. And, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably passionate and geeky about these things the same way that I am and that WordPress folks are. So if you want to get involved with WordPress, go to make.wordpress.org. Um, it's sort of our new hub for getting involved on the code side, the themes, documentation, support, accessibility, pretty much everything. And if you're super passionate about this stuff, you love doing it, um, check out Automatic, A-U-T-O-M-A-T-T-I-C. We are hiring as fast as we can. Um, and we're always looking for smart, passionate people who like working hard hey. and playing hard to join the, join the tribe. Well, awesome. Thank you so much again. And and thanks to everyone who came out and listened. Uh, There was quite a few people here listening live. And, yeah, thanks for everyone in the chat room. You guys like to check our facts and stuff like that. So that's we really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, so uh, be sure to uh, follow us at Shop Talk Show on Twitter. The avatar has changed to a beautiful orange wrench. Look at that. uh, WordPress feeds my kids. Thanks, Matt. That's a nice way to end it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's, that's perfect. I can't do any better. Chris? ShopTalkShow.com.